Hello, my name is Carly Varley and I'm an alternative artist slash band uh, based in the UK and uh, I've been busking and singing and playing guitar and piano since I was about 14 um, which has been really really fun uh, writing my own music and um, what else do I do? Gigging and <laughs> playing at events across the UK <laughs> Jealousy Welcome to the Confidently Creative Podcast with me, your host, Jason Ward. On this episode, an incredibly honest interview with alternative songwriter and artist Carly Varley. And remember, you can subscribe to the podcast by following the links in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. I think I first saw you gig in about 2018. Yeah. And you were playing mainly covers then. That was in a pub in Bournemouth. Um, but I want to know how you started writing your own songs. When, how did that happen and how did it come about? Um, so my mum and dad, they have said ever since the I was about two years old, I would always be singing. Um, and my, one of my favourite stories that my mum always tells me is like, she was in the kitchen listening to the radio and Blondie came on and it was the song, Maria, you gotta see her, that one. And uh, she was like, she was playing it on the radio and everything and then she thought oh this sounds like there's two people singing it like what's going on and then she turned it down and I was singing like and I knew all the words and I and, and everything and was just singing along um perfectly and she was like what the heck like wh who is this this can't be my kid because I I don't sing and I don't do anything like that um and ever since um, I was singing or could sing. My my mum and dad would always encourage me to do so. Um, but at school and everything, I was incredibly shy, quite a shy kid. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't really like it when eyes were on me and things like that. I find I found it quite uncomfortable. Um, and so I, I essentially I enjoyed singing and I enjoyed writing songs. Um, and I started writing songs I think when I was about nine years old. Um, it, it's the first time that I can remember writing. I had this little journal um, and whenever I would have like a song idea, I would write it down and um, and that kind of thing. Um, and I always loved writing and it felt very natural. It came quite naturally to me to write, um, but I was really conscious about other people seeing what I was creating um, because for me, it was just for me. Um, my way of processing and it was quite a personal thing for me um and so yeah that's that's how long I've been songwriting uh, for for quite quite a young age <laughs> wow and what what inspired you to to start writing um well my mum loves writing poetry um she's always written poems um about um her kids or um falling in love with my dad um or just life in general really um, and she used to, her and my dad used to always read to me and I really enjoyed stories um, and that creative aspect of, of, um, of, of like storytelling. I just, I found it so interesting. Um, and so I think, I think when I hit my teens was when I can, I can remember the songs that I was, that I was writing about. And I think I still have an old book somewhere. Um, and it's all about, you know, like me thinking that I was in love with boys at school and, um, you know, how much my brother annoyed me um, and didn't understand how I was feeling. And, you know, the kind of things that a teenager like classically deals with. Um, 
and so yeah i could that's the that's the earliest memory that i can remember actually writing about something specifically with would be that <laughs> so it's quite a journey carly to go from writing stuff that you sort of wanted to keep hidden mm -hmm. to then busking and yeah. then playing gigs and venues i mean how did you overcome that that sort of shyness um so i grew up in church and one of the things that you're that is really wonderful about church is that you're always encouraged quite a lot um and i remember i when my mum and dad were kind of speaking to the um the leaders of the church and sort of saying like oh you know our daughter sings um you know the the team were very um excited to kind of um get me involved um doing backing vocals um and at first i was like absolutely not no way um and then my mum sort of said to me look you know the songs already you listen to them every sunday what's the harm in learning some harmonies and learning what a harmony is and things like that and i was like you know what fine i'll do it then um so yeah i started singing at church which in honesty helped my nerves a great deal um because it was nice to to learn in an environment where you weren't going to have anyone say anything negative um because obviously when you've got a i think i was about 14 when you've got like a 14 year old going up on on a stage and and lead and helping lead a congregation no one is going to come up to you and be like oh you're a bit out or oh yeah mm, you didn't sound that great today what's going on everyone was just like wow aren't you brave aren't you great like and so being having my confidence like um in that kind of environment where like safety is like a massive thing and i just felt quite comfortable um and in honesty the reason why i went into busking was to make a bit more money because i was at uni um and my dad sort of said to me look why don't you take your guitar um because my my nan's best friend she had a cafe in new milton um and she sort of said look you can busk outside my cafe i'm right here for you so if anyone does anything, I will come out and, and add them. <laughs> and um, she said, don't worry, you'll be all right. And um, my mum and dad could go in and have a cup of tea and, and just sit and listen to me and kind of give me tips on, oh, well, that sounded good, but you need to learn this one a bit better, Carly, or that sounded good, but there's not so much. Um, and so, again, it was like a safe environment where I was I was learning and, and very much... Um, feeling very anxious about it but also it felt good to whenever someone would go past and like chuck a few quid in and be like wow you've made my day or something like that it was such it's like a buzz that i can't explain it's it's like um it just for some reason it just it fills me up so much it's like i have this 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 cup in my life and whenever i get to play music and people enjoy it it's that's the that's the best thing for me um, one of the reasons why I gig way too much. Um, but, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think mainly that was, that was very helpful in the transition of being so scared about what people thought. And I think once you start busking, you really, you learn not to really care what people think as much. Um, right. because Absolutely. yeah, cause when, when you're playing to the public as well, you know, there are some people that you know, I, I don't think I've ever had it happen to me, but I've heard about, you know, people busking away and then someone comes over and goes, oh, you can't sing or something like that. And, you know, I, I'm always of the opinion of like, OK, well, what do you know about music and singing? Where have you learned that? How do you know that? I know that people have different preferences. For example, 
Um, I absolutely love like Hayley Williams' voice. I love her voice. I think she's a fantastic singer. Miley Cyrus, I think she's a fantastic singer, but I can't I can't listen to her because she's not my cup of tea. Like I just I'm not a massive fan of her voice. But I would never go up and be like, yeah, she can't sing. Um, and I think that's the thing as well is like the difference between recognizing talent and recognizing, yeah, they're good, but it's just not my cup of tea. I think it's about time we had this dirty laundry. I think it's about time, don't you? When I'm stained, you are pained, and that's what it's come to. But then why am I still with you? I don't really know. If I'm honest, feeling kinda low But I promised I'd be flying higher than I ever had before You're heading for the window I'm running for the door You're listening to the Confidently Creative Podcast with me, your host, Jason Ward. My guest on this episode is alternative songwriter and artist Carly Varley, and we just heard one of her tracks, Dirty Laundry. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast and the Jason Ward Creative Substack, please just follow the links in the show notes. Now, earlier in the episode, Carly was talking about her upbringing in the church and how that helped her get started with her music career. And I asked her how come she chose to take a pop route with her music rather than maybe follow the road of Christian rock. Let's hear what she has to say. Um, so I, I was heavily involved in church in my early 20s um, to the point where I'd be there probably like four or five days out of the week. Um, and I went through a lot of things and unfortunately every time that an opportunity would present itself the door would just slam shut on it um and i'm a big believer in like god's timing and god's um plan for my life and i always believed that i would be a worship leader or you know christian artist um i did believe that for a very long time um but then i just it was so difficult it just felt like I was in a in a swimming pool and I was like treading water like trying trying so hard but I just wasn't really getting anywhere um but then when I was writing about my own personal feelings and the things that I was experiencing it came a lot more naturally to me um and it was one of those things where my faith is really important to me um but I believe that the voice that I was meant to be expressing was my own and about my own experiences um and in this in the secular realm of things i just felt a lot more myself and a lot more comfortable um and i I think um the responsibility that comes with um being a a christian artist and all eyes are on you and and it's very much a culture of you know you've got to be this this perfect person um and i just I was very aware that I wasn't and I and in mentally it was so incredibly draining for me um and I just I just couldn't I couldn't keep up with it and you know when um me writing about my own experiences when that became really clear to me that that's what I should be doing 
um i i remember i think it was around 2018 actually just before i went into music full time um you know i was working at retail in bournemouth and i was thinking oh do you know what i'm gonna give this a go and if it goes well then i know that god's got it and it's and it's going to be incredible and it's going to be made for me um and then that was yeah five years ago and i'm doing it full time still now and it, and it all just kind of it's been tough at times and you don't always feel on top and you don't always feel like woo um but it's definitely i wouldn't change it and it's and it's probably the one thing that i i'm so proud of myself for for giving it a go um because i think if i hadn't have done i'd have re i'd have really really regretted it and if i'd have stayed where i was feeling quite miserable i don't i don't think i'd yeah <laughs> i think i don't know what you think of this statement but i think maybe um your creativity doesn't sit in the church. No, I don't think so. I think I found it too, um, obviously in terms of creativity, I think there's only so far that you can go with it. Um, because in churches and things, you know, the songs have to meet a certain criteria. They have to be a certain way, um, you know, and anything different, I feel like it never really landed um and i just kind of you know i kind of yeah and honestly i kind of did just get a bit bored and i was like i don't really i don't think i fit i don't think i fit into this um and i didn't think it was a bad thing obviously some people do and it's fantastic um if you were if you want to do that great but for me i was just like nah it's not for me <laughs> not for me <laughs> but carly that's really important to recognize what you love and what you don't love so you, yeah, you don't, absolutely. you know, as a creative, so you don't go down the wrong path. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about from what you said previously, um, so you you battled hard to sort of overcome the shyness and you got out and you bust and you were doing cover versions. Yeah. So when did you start introducing your own material into these sets and how how did that feel? Oh, my goodness. So it was, I think, 2019, May was when I released Won't Say Sorry. Um, so that was a year into doing covers. So I was so nervous. Um, I remember before I played Won't, Won't Say Sorry, I was like shaking. I was like, oh my gosh, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Um, and I remember Matt, my husband, he was, he used to get so cross at me because I would be playing covers and I would say like, you know, I'd say to him, oh yeah, no, I will play Won't Say Sorry. And then I just wouldn't um, because I'd get so nervous that I just would, I'd just wimp out. I'd be like, no, 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 leave it. No, they don't, they don't want to hear it. No. won't say sorry um and then matt after every gig would be like cause people would love the song you need you need to give people a chance to hear it. he said how are they going to know the words and learn the words and sing along with you like you like you dream of if you don't play them the song um and i remember i was sort of there and i was like oh i know he's right but it's just really difficult um and i think the more i think the thing for me was because i only had one song as well like in my head i was always like well if people want more i don't have more like i haven't because i'm the kind of person that when i'm writing a song it, it has to be finished and it has to be the end result which is something that i definitely want to work on this year 
um because trialing things out is always super fun at venues um and so yeah i think once i had a few songs lined up um i think i then wrote honest conflict and found which was on the captured memories ep so then i had three songs um all of which were very different from each other um and then i i decided then that i I'd, I'd try and play them at every gig um and then once i got used to that and once people would feed back to me and sort of say wow like i really enjoyed that song or oh that explained exactly how i've been feeling recently because i've had a fallout with my friend or and then after that when people once people related to it i felt a lot more comfortable sharing my song because i think i was always worried that people just they wouldn't get it which kind of sounds ridiculous because when you're writing from a place of having a fallout with a friend of course people are going to have experienced that but to you it's like well what if they just don't get it um and uh, i remember i think it was um last year i played at one of my favorite venues the three compasses in dorchester um and this was after the cider festival and i was playing in there and i said to everyone hey like if you know this song then sing along and everyone knew the words to won't say sorry and i was so shocked and i remember when i was sat there i was like oh my gosh like people know my song and i was like so fulfilled from it i was like wow this is like really really cool um and one of the people that came to see me um she is like absolutely wonderful and really encouraging and she was just screaming along to it you know talking and spoke to me afterwards about like the fact that she'd had so many fallouts with her friends at at school and stuff and I was sort of there and I was like wow like that's it, it was just so cool to kind of see what I'd always hoped to see in terms of people singing along to my songs so yeah I said to somebody else the other day about kind of like three stages of creativity like you create something that you like yourself then an audience likes it. And then yeah. step three is it inspires somebody else. Yeah, and absolutely. And in this case, that's, I think that's the ultimate and that's what you, you just achieved with that. Um, so your songwriting, it has developed and I want to talk about that development later as well. I think when you started first performing your own songs, I feel like your influences at that time were very much in the Taylor Swift uh, sort of field, which is which is great. I think Taylor Swift was a big influence on you. Who else was influencing you? Um, so I would listen to Nina Nesbitt. Um, I loved her music. Um, she's a very, very talented songwriter um, and a phenomenal singer as well. Criminally underrated, in my opinion. Um, and I also loved Paramore um, and Hayley Williams, her solo stuff. Um, and I think, oh, back in 2018, who was I listening to? Um, I listened, and honestly, I did listen to a lot of Taylor Swift. Um, I also liked, um, oh, Ben Howard, Ed Sheeran. Um, very much a lot of acoustic artists at that time. I remember I was constantly listening to um, the Multiply album by Ed Sheeran and um, then Divide when that later came out. Um, and yeah, still, still a lot of my um, influences were metal back then, so like Evanescence and Within Temptation and groups like that. But they were less um, influential to my music at the time. So I would listen to bands like that in my spare time and think, wow, like you know, these songs are fantastic. But at the time, I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to create um, in terms of um, a sound. Right. Um, um, so I kind of just stuck to acoustic. 
sound has developed with the addition of a band yeah <laughs> so tell us about the Carly Varley band um so it was actually really cool uh this story um because I I've played a lot of local festivals as a solo um and again I'm I'm very proud of the fact that I managed to make it on main stages as a solo because usually people were like, no, you've got to have a band. Um, so being able to do that as a solo um, has been amazing. But I always had people come up to me and sort of say, hey, like your music would be a lot better if you had a band to like to perform it live because you listen on Spotify and won't say, sorry, it's got drums and electric guitar and things like that. But then you go and see you and it's just you and the acoustic guitar. And they would never say it was a bad thing, but in terms of like, what you would listen to and then what you get is a drastic difference um and i was quite aware of it at the time um and i remember for about two years um you know matt and my family were kind of saying to me and my friends hey like you know have you ever thought about a band 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 and um i did think about it but for me it was such a scary again a scary thought because when i'm on stage i only have to worry about me um, you know, I don't have to think about the fact of leading a band and things like that. Um, and I did have some experience leading a band in terms of church again as well, because you ha would have to leave the band on Sundays. Um, and so I had the experience, but I just didn't have the guts at the time to kind of properly sort it out. Um, I was comfortable being a solo act and that was the way that I was going to stay in my head anyway. Um, and then a few months went by um i think around just after covid so i think about 2021 um and i was chatting away to some people and i remember i got a message from someone that i knew at church and they said hey i could play bass for you and um you know this other person they could play drums for you and i thought maybe like i'll think i'll think about it and then i have a friend called Alex and he sent me a message and he said hey it would be really good to catch up with you and Matt haven't seen you in ages um and I was like yeah yeah sure so we went and met up and it was really lovely catching up and everything and then I had a feeling to ask him to be in the band because he's incredibly talented um vocalist and guitarist and pianist as well and uh so I thought oh, but I, but I felt really embarrassed almost to ask him because I was kind of like, you know, because I've known him for quite a long time um, and we were both at church together and we'd led um, worship together and stuff before. 
um but i just for some reason i was like really ah, about it um so i kind of sat there for a bit and i thought mm, like do i mention it and then eventually i worked up i plucked up the courage and i was like i don't suppose you would want to join a band maybe but no if you don't want to that's fine kind of uh, you know vibes and he sat there and he went well funnily enough i've just bought a new electric guitar and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. He was like, do you know what? I, I think that would be quite cool. And I was like, okay. So uh, I booked in a band practice for um, Alex at the time. Uh, and then um, the other person that wanted to join, that wanted to play bass. And then I got a message from my friend, Fred. And he said, hey, um, I saw that you were looking for to start a band and stuff or I heard and and I'd want to play drums. Thought fantastic. This has worked out great. So anyway, we go to a practice and um it goes okay, but it's not quite it's not quite how I kind of imagined it um in terms of like the sound and everything. Um and the person that was playing bass, I think they were a lot more funky um and a lot their music genre of what they liked was very different to what i was kind of thinking in terms of rock um and i think they they then kind of dropped out um and i thought right okay so now it's just going to be me alex and fred and that's totally fine um so we kept meeting up for practices um and it was and it was amazing they were both really encouraging about the songs um they play fantastically they're such talented musicians um but again, something just felt like we felt like we were missing someone. Um, so we're at a practice. I think it was in February. We've been practicing since about October time. And um, Alex says, hey, I've got a friend called Jordan. And I think he would be a great fit for the band. And I'm always a little bit sussy of people if I haven't met them. I'm always a bit like, hmm, OK, well, I'll, you know, I'll be the judge of this. I'll see you, you know. And uh, he came to the band practice and he was lovely, so, so lovely. And um, we were chatting away to him, asking him loads of questions and everything. And when we played together, it just felt like, yes, there we go. That is exactly. And it all just it all just fell perfectly into place. Um, and I remembered for a while, I, I kind of felt a bit like this is too good to be true. Like, you know, well, one of them has got to like not enjoy it or one of them has got to like drop out or you know, and then bless him, like at the start of this year, they were all sending me messages saying like, oh yeah, I've got this new gear. Can't wait to do gigs this year. So excited for the gigs. And I was sort of there and I was like, wow, this has worked out tremendously. Um, and I think, again, it was one of those things where I was so scared about it. And then all my fears were just quashed because it just, it all just fell into place. Um, and yeah, that is how the Carly Varley band came to be um and alex jordan fred they're they're absolutely just such talented musicians um i do think that me baking cakes helps keep them quite sweet you know yeah every band practice i'm like have some cookies like have some and they're like you know what it's, it's the old ted lasso the old ted lasso tactic and he brings the biscuits in yeah. every day um i'm like here you go <laughs> i think um so the sound is obviously developing do you think now having the band has, has given you more freedom? I, from my personal view, having only seen the videos, I feel that you're a lot more free on stage with the band. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's something that I actually really want to work on this year is just being 
way more comfortable on stage um because in in my in my personal life i love um dancing uh, i'm so goofy um and i will any excuse i am ready to just you know have have fun and be very free um but for some reason as soon as you stick me on a stage i just forget all of that <laughs> um and it's something that i i 100 want to get better at um and it's definitely helping with the band because having a fuller sound i feel like it makes me feel like i don't you know if i miss playing a chord or anything it doesn't matter because you know the band are there and it's and it's totally okay um and also one or two of the songs that we've been practicing um i don't have my guitar um which is a massive safety net for me having my guitar there is like it, i hide behind it and that and that is kind of how i see it so putting the guitar down and actually having to dance on stage and things like that and look like i'm having fun and be like woo is is so nerve-wracking um but it's again it's one of those things where i want to get better at it and i think after a few times of seeing that it's okay i'll, I'll be okay you're listening to the confidently creative podcast with me your host jason ward to subscribe to the podcast and the jason ward creative substack you can just follow the links in the show notes now my guest is carly varley alternative songwriter and artist and she's just made that transition from being a solo acoustic artist to now fronting a band and i asked her how that affected her creative process yeah i think um i think as well it was very difficult because i felt at the time i felt very torn between what i should be making and what i want to be making um so when i was doing the acoustic stuff it was it was poppy and it was and it was okay but when i would listen back to my songs like i'm very proud of them um but i just always felt like this music just isn't very me it's not it's not what i what i want to make really um and so when i kind of stepped into the more uh, alternative rocky genre um i felt so much better and my writing improved so much because i was more more suited to creating in that um in that genre um and so yeah the band 100% helped with that as well because once the sound started to sound how i imagined it rather than kind of just the acoustic um vibe uh it yeah it just meant that i could be a lot more free and a lot more creative i feel like with the musical change there's also been a lyrical development and i wanted to ask carly about that because she is a very up and positive person but some of the lyrics if you listen to the song envy do you have this kind of edge of melancholy? And I asked Carly about that. Um, so as a person, I am very optimistic um, and I am very, very, very fortunate in the fact that, you know, I have people around me that encourage me and love me and um, I will never, ever take that um, for granted. And it's one of the reasons why I just, I. I look at life and I'm like, you know what? Next adventure, next opportunity. Like I'm, I'm always, yeah, very, very positive. Um, but in terms of my writing, um, I think that my experiences and the things that I've that I've gone through in my life that haven't always been so positive. Um, I think that it's a way of me processing and forgiving. Almost is is in my writing. Um, so. Uh, Envy, for example, um, I wrote that after um, I went to a gig and there was another musician there and I've honestly never been looked at like 
like so poorly by someone it was just like oh you know they were they were just very their attitude was very much like they were quite judgmental or or looked at me like I didn't deserve to be there almost um and I remember at the time I I just thought it that it was such a shame um and I could I could have looked at the situation and just blown it off and been like oh it's probably nothing probably just in a bad mood probably just this probably just that and that's what I do do usually um but I thought no actually I want to write about that I want to write about the jealousy between you know artists and and how it's like really damaging um and so I feel like I'm again a, a, a positive person that when negative things impact me, I feel like I almost need to kind of get it, get it out of my, of my head. And that way I can continue to be positive almost. Um, and it's, it's, it's definitely my way of, of processing how I'm feeling. Um, and whenever I get overwhelmed is when I write, um, when I'm happy and I'm myself, I don't tend to write songs. Um, and, and I don't think I've ever written a song that is particularly happy. I've written love songs about, um, my other half, but, I've never sat down and gone, oh, I'm going to write a song about having a really good day today because it just doesn't come naturally to me. And it almost feels wrong to do that. Um, I'd much, I'd much rather write about like, you know, the mental health or not feeling so great or, you know, a, a situation of a friendship breakup or something like that. Um, Cause I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm tailored to write that, that kind of stuff. And maybe that will change. But at the moment, that's definitely how I how I feel in terms of writing. Right, because there there is this. I think what you just explained. Sorry, that's a fantastic explanation for envy. And with that mm. particular song, um, I can understand your emotion. But it doesn't feel aggressive or vicious. What you're writing, it's almost reflective. Mm. Is, would that be fair? Yeah, yeah. Because I I I didn't feel any animosity towards the person because I under I understood in a way. Um, because the problem is, is that among musicians, there's this real thing of, oh, I can't believe they got that opportunity. Uh, but at the same time, they don't see the journey that you've had. They see you at your gig. They see the end result, but they don't see all the struggle that you've had. They don't see all the practice that you've done. They don't they don't see that. Um, and so I, I very much wanted to write about, you know, the aggression from the person's side, but it kind of not being it, they don't have the whole picture. Um, you know, I think in in one of the, the the lines, I say like you would hurt someone you hardly know because a glint in that eye is too much glow, um, and it was you know very much from the perspective of like other people are allowed to dream, but to some people they forget that they they're so focused on their dream and their opportunity that they forget that other people getting that isn't going to affect them. Right. Um, so yeah, that was the main thing that I wanted to convey in the song. And I think there is a positive energy for any creative to celebrate somebody else's creativity. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's very easy to forget. Um, mm. Something else that you do, which I don't think lots of people know about, or I don't think lots of people, lots of artists do, is you work very hard to support other artists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how did that start and... How, how does that help you as a, as a creative artist? Um, I think for me, it's just seeing, seeing people realize their potential um, 
watching people just light up when you give them a compliment is something that I, I literally can't get enough of it. I absolutely love it. Um, and particularly young girls as well. Um, when I've been playing at things and they, and they come up to me afterwards and they say like, I'm learning guitar or I want to be a singer. And I'm like, oh, you can, you can totally do that. Like, and, and, you know, seeing their little faces just light up is like one of my favorite things ever, because you can tell like they, they want, they want that dream and they, they want to, to, you know, to be encouraged. And so, you know, if I could do that and the, and they think, oh, wow, she's doing what I want to do. Like, you know, that's, I always think that's quite wonderful. Um, and in terms of like local artists as well, um, I think that there are a lot of local artists that are not only talented, but they're also very kind, um, which does help. I can't, I can't stand it when people are, you know, rude to other people or think that they're, you know, almost above everyone. I can't stand that. Unfortunately, there are so many local musicians where, you know, they are very lovely and they make it easy to support them because they're just wonderful. Um, and they support me right back as well, which is always really nice. Um, and um, I think, you know, supporting people is a, a re it's, it's a privilege, I think. Um, right. If you can, if you can make someone's day better or you know you could if someone's in a bit of a a bit of a slump and they can't write very well or they're thinking that they can't do it anymore and then you know you send that little message that's being like hey like don't worry like you'll get you're going to do so well and you know don't worry about the you know i've been through that too and and this is what helped me and things like that um it's one of the reasons why i love writing vlogs and things as well um because you know i remember i i was writing one of the pieces was on like writer's block because I had about a year where I just couldn't write a song to save my life. I just couldn't. Um, and so writing about that, not only reflecting for myself, but then people messaging me being like, oh, that like really helped me because I've been going through that recently. Um, and yeah, I just think supporting other artists is, is really, really important, particularly if you if you love what they're creating as well. I do think that that helps, um, you know, if they're if they're outputting stuff that's like amazing and, and, you know, it's just almost easy to encourage them because they're just they're doing really, really well as well. No, I think it's I think it's amazing. The vlog, um, yeah. you get a lot of people for that. You've got a big audience for the vlog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, on YouTube, um, people kind of watch the the C vlogs, and then online, um, it's published to uh, Vision Quest Sound in America, which is quite really really fun. Um, so I get to write for them quite often, um, and yeah, they're again they're really encouraging, lovely people, um, and I think they quite like my British accents. So that's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> we all love your accent, Carly. So um, let's talk about what you're working on now. What's what's the Carly Varley current project? Um, so I'm currently working on a song called Attention, um, which I am so excited about because I actually think it's quite upbeat, um, which it, I wasn't expecting. I just kind of had this little melody in my head and I couldn't I couldn't get rid of it. Um, and I've written the chorus and the bridge, um, but I still need to work on the verses. And then I'm recording that this month. And then I think I'll probably release it around March time. Um, but it's it's the songs about wanting a person's attention. So you you have like this big crush on someone um, and you're just you're just dying to have their attention. Um, and 
it was it was one of those songs where I wasn't planning on it being about that, but I just thought it would be so fun to write from that perspective. Because I think I've written a lot of songs about like, you know, breaking up with someone or, um, you know, being in love with someone. But I actually thought, oh, it'd be so fun to write about that before part where you're just so almost like obsessed with a person that you just, you know, you want to be around them all the time and you and you want them to be thinking about you and you want to get their attention. Um, so that's currently what I'm what I'm working on. To close out my interview with alternative artist and songwriter Kylie Varley, I asked her, what's the big dream? What does she really want to achieve? Oh my goodness. Well, I have I have a few dreams um, in terms of even even after music. Um, but I think my main one is to play at bigger festivals, um, you know, and, and sell out, you know, venues like going to, I went to see Bring Me the Horizon yesterday and Bad Omens. Um, and it was at the BIC and it was like completely sold out, completely packed. And I was, and I remember when I was watching them perform, I was like, and everyone was just holding their light as like waving and singing these lyrics back. And you could tell that every single person there was in unity and the fact that, you know, they, the lyrics spoke to them. And I was like, man, my dream would be something like that. Like having everyone sing the lyrics back to me, that would be like, I'd be a, an emotional mess on stage. I know it. I wouldn't even be able to sing. Um, but if something like that happened, it would be the absolute top tier dream for me. Um, and then after music, so after I've, you know, done my performing and my touring and things like that, I'd love to open up like a cafe cause I love baking. Um, and it would be like, you know, Carly's cakes or something like that, you know, something really cheesy. And I'd hire like young acoustic acts to come in and play while people like have a cake and a coffee. And that's like another major dream of mine. It's like, it's a lot smaller on the grand scheme of things in terms of like performing on this massive stage. And then, but I think those would be my, my two dreams would be, um, yeah, just any, anything to do with music and then cakes. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea of Carly's cakes. But you know, <laughs> I also love the idea of Carly Varley headlining Glastonbury and having number one albums and stuff like that. Oh, that's, my gosh. that's first of all. Carly, where can people find out more about you and purchase your music? So I am on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook as Carly Varley Music. Um, I'm on YouTube under Carly Varley. Um, and that's where a lot of the band performances are as well on YouTube now. Uh, you can listen to my music on Spotify or you can buy it on iTunes, Amazon Music. Um, and then my website for bookings and just general what I'm up to is carlyvarley.com. Perfect. I'll put all those links in the show notes as well. Carly, thank you so much for your time. It's so lovely to see you again and have a chat. And I'm so pleased for your success and long may it continue. Oh, thank you so much, Jason. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Confidently Creative Podcast with me, your host, Jason Ward. And thank you to my guest, alternative songwriter and artist, Carly Varley. To subscribe to the podcast and have access to hundreds of articles, interviews, reviews, playlists, and more podcasts, you can subscribe to the Jason Ward Creative Substack. You'll find all the links in the show notes. And I look forward to welcoming you to our creative community.